Welcome to Your Best Bet. NFL Week 1 is here. I uh, haven't recorded a bunch of podcasts lately. Uh, had the Sydney tournament. Uh, had a kind of a break from from golf. Uh, I, I threw my back out, which really just took me out for like 7 to 10 days period where I couldn't do much of anything. So just kind of getting back going here. Uh, we got NFL Week 1. Uh, got golf starting back up, had that long two week off season. We'll be talking about golf next week. Uh, uh, you know, talk about live golf as well as we go forward with that. Uh, uh, so episode 134 tonight, I kind of went back and checked that out. So number 134, uh, and, and good to have a, a regular guest on, but not so regular because uh, it's been five months. April 4th was the last time. Uh, Tim Miller's been on. It was the Master Show. Uh, where the fuck you been? Well, Riverbend. That's about the only place I I ever go. So um, it's been a it's been a what seems like a long summer, but it's gone now, and it's just uh, it's kind of disappointing. But it, it for a while it seemed like it was really dragging on, like June, July. Maybe it was just because it was so warm outside. It just seemed like those days would never end, and then all of a sudden it's Labor Day and the summer's over. So, um, yeah, I wanted to touch on your back a little bit when you, when you weren't getting better after a couple of days, I was like, his golf career is over. Like <laughs> he just finished his career best in the city tournament and had some, some really good rounds of golf and, uh, he's done now. So I'm glad that you're back at it. Um, got to play with you yesterday actually. And, uh, yeah. obviously Although- not a hundred percent, but, uh, you know, that, that might be more of the time away from the game than it was the back. So, yeah, I was going to say it looked like based on my play, some of the, some of the shots yesterday, I, I, my career was over. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, the disappointing part is there's not even like a really cool story or something awesome behind it. Like, like I was like working out excessively and I, I, yeah, I hurt my back. No, I was, I was, I was uh, transferring the a cup from the, from the sink to the dishwasher. It's <laughs> just, it, it really tough task. Uh, that's your. That's what happens in your forties, man. Like uh, it's uh, like all of a sudden you're just hurt and you didn't do anything. I wake up and I'm like so sore almost every day. And I don't. I don't. I hated it when guys said that. Like, oh, wait until you're this age, and oh, uh, you just can't you just wait. Well, you know, I don't want to be that old guy, but like it. It is. It's not like a detriment, but I feel it. You know, and I. I. I am in. You know professional athlete type shape. So if I feel it, then I'm sure that you feel it. Yeah. I, I think I heard you say this yesterday and uh, I feel it. It's uh, just time, time to just kind of get in better shape just to, just for the fact of just moving around. So you don't hurt, don't hurt waking up just the simple things in life. Um, so I think it's, I think we've hit, I'm not yet 40, even though you, you basically kind of aged me. Um, I'm, I'm one year away. So I, but it is time to kind of, Get my get my shit in gear. It's funny because I just contacted our buddy Zach Lear and I was like, I'm gonna come see you, let's do it. And I and it was like four days before that. That's that's when I hurt my back. So now I gotta get back on Zach's schedule. Um see how see where we can go from there. Um, well, I think the thing about Zach that's great is the flexibility, you know. Like I think that's the thing that I've noticed the most playing with younger players and then 
playing myself of just understanding like you might be in good shape. Uh, you might be in good physical shape and you're not overweight and you know, whatever you feel pretty good, but like your flexibility just gets limited. And I, you know, yesterday I was talking yoga. Um, Mm. maybe Zach's the answer for that too, but, uh, like I need more flexibility. I can't turn as much as I would like to. And I think that really limits my club head speed if I'm going to get club head speed effectively and from the right parts of my body. So, um, but yeah, enough of what's getting old. Um, yeah, we got some football to talk about. Yeah. Um, it's always weird this time of year. I don't know what you think, but it's, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's time for football. Uh, maybe it's because the weather's still, you know, in the eighties and, or I don't know what it is, but it's just, it kind of, you know, preseason's here, you know, like we do the fantasy draft and you, you, you kind of are half paying attention. And then all of a sudden it's week one. And it, it takes me like three or four weeks to kind of get in like football mindset. And by then our bears are usually like, Oh, and three or, or something <laughs> like that. And then we're climbing uphill, but uh, it's, it's, it's taken me a second here to get adjusted to the season actually starting. And um, you know, we'll talk about this week's games, a few of them later, but um, I, I just kind of looking at the season and some of the teams, you know, that made a run last year at the super bowl. It feels to me like it's, it's pretty wide open. Um, I know the bills are the favorite. They're kind of the, the, the de facto uh, team everyone loves, but it feels pretty, pretty wide open in both conferences. What do you think? I I don't think wide open is the word that I would use. I think it's limited to, uh, let's just put it this way. I think there's, there's less like there's less premier teams as, as there normally is. And there's more just mediocrity or just plain bad. And, And I think this year, you know, there's three or four teams in each conference that I, I think could legitimately have a shot at the Super Bowl starting the season. Um, See, I think it's more. I just don't I, – I, me and Davis talked about it a lot. I mean, he, he said I had some stuff messed up, you know, like uh, according to my breakdown of who was going to win each division and things like that. I had some stuff messed up, but um, – some divisions I can kind of see everyone finishing over 500 and others. It's all almost like you're going to have one team and the rest of them are going to be lucky to be 500. So it's, it it all depends on kind of how these season starts for some of these, these teams. I mean, if if the season starts uh, in in a positive way, maybe I'll be wrong, but I just feel like uh, with the schedules early, that's kind of the way I went with things. So. See, I, I was I was looking through when you said a handful, or it's pretty limited. I, I had five teams from each conference that I could envision a path where they could win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I even went as deep in the NFC as, as the Eagles um, because of some of the talent upgrades they made, some of the some of the stuff they were doing at the end of the season with Hurts running the ball. I don't think he's necessarily. Um, great quarterback i just think he fits their system really well and uh, you know i could see a path where they would go like 13 and 4 um you know win the east even be like the one or two seed in the playoffs um so i i mean i i i think it's more open than you do um i and there's always one team maybe or two teams that take a step back that were really good last year that you're not expecting to to get worse and then there's like a worse a worse the first team like the Bengals last year that you have 
that's not on anyone's radar and they they're a play or two away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, so I I guess that's my argument is it's it's it always seems kind of predictable, but the, there's going to be some shit that happens that we have no idea is coming. And who knows that maybe this is the year Brady finally shows his age and he falls off the map. But other than that, the, the Bucks look really, really good. So there's just all these unknowns that you, you think you have, you know, kind of accounted for, but the NFL is just wildly unpredictable too. Yeah. With, with injuries and, um, you know, Certain teams, they rely so heavily on one or two or three offensive players that if one of those players goes down, it changes the whole dynamic of the offense. So, um, yeah, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, on paper, I, I, I think I know who the, the teams that aren't going to be very good are. Uh, somebody could come out of that and, and surprise us too. But um, it should be an interesting season. I, I actually think it should be pretty competitive. Uh, all the way through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, it it just has that kind of feel to it that there isn't just one or two just super dominant teams at least yet. I mean, there's a couple of these that I think could be as the season gets going, but uh, yeah. we'll just kind of see. I mean, you got quarterbacks using mushrooms, you know, and 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 psychedelics. So, like, uh, it's he's going to be he's. I, I feel like this could be his season MVP. Super Bowl MVP, the whole works for this guy. Well, there's no way he's winning MVP three years in a row. There's got to be like voter fatigue, and he's the reason they lost the playoff game last year to the 49ers. Uh, about Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um, I, I, that's that's an interesting team because they lost so much on offense. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe Devontae Adams is mainly who I'm talking about, but that's a big piece. Um, I'm going to bring up the, 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 the odds here on the screen and just by kind of looking at, you know, what we see here, the, the bills are not a big favorite, but the clear favorite, I know you're a big Josh Allen guy. Um, are we sure they're that good? I, I believe that they're pretty good. Yeah. They've got, they've got good wide receivers. Um, Josh Allen's pretty dynamic player. He's uh he can move his feet very well, and he's got a, a really good arm. Um, yeah, I, I think they're that good. I think they're one of those teams that, depending on uh, how they do defensively, uh, could they, they could be a powerhouse. They could be kind of a standout team in the AFC at least. Um, yeah. But, but, I mean, they are still generally young. So um, did they just catch fire last year as possible? You know, like. Uh, but I, I think they'll be, I think they'll win their division. I think they'll be pretty strong in the playoffs. They stay healthy. The, the team that I, I think is, is interesting from a betting standpoint um, that I think has a ton of talent is the Chargers uh, at 15 to one. Uh, you can find them on some books, 15 to one, 14 to one, a lot of books, but I, the, the caveat with the, the Chargers, it feels like every year they have a ton of talent and they find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, I, I love Justin Herbert. I, I really like all the talent they have on both sides of the ball. Brandon Staley, he was the coach that went for it on seemingly every fourth down and made some weird decisions in that uh, that 
I don't know if you remember that week's that week 18 game with the Raiders, the winner got in the playoffs and yeah. lose, loser was out. He's made some weird decisions, but I like, I like them fr- from a long shot standpoint. And I mentioned the Eagles earlier. Um, they're down here at 25 to one. I, I, I just think it's worth it, worth a shot that they have a lot of, I think they have maybe one of the three best defensive lines in the league as well. So I like their talent on both sides of the ball. And I kind of like the Colts. I hate to say it, but I think the Colts with uh, Matt Ryan might might that might be one of the missing pieces at least to them becoming a playoff team i think the titans take a step back this year um under ryan Tannehill. i think the colts take a jump for at least a playoff team so kind of looking at them at 25 to 1 as well um and isn't, anybody- isn't matt ryan just like a perfect fit just like his face for seems like, Colt, like it? it just seems like he should have been a colt longer like it should have went from peyton manning to him so it just kind of fits i don't i don't like the colts there i don't think that i mean the colts are going to be good i just don't think it's going to be this season um down that low i don't really like any of those teams maybe maybe the Bengals. that would be the lowest one but i i don't really like that either my my sleeper is broncos like Mm -hmm. i i think think, uh and i don't know if that's really uncommon a lot of people are kind of going that route but i do I do think that if they get their things together early, they could make a run at it. Uh, Russell Wilson, let's ride. Yeah, <laughs> Russell you, Wilson, man. Have you have you seen the let's ride stuff? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh no. Oh man, you gotta you just gotta check that out on Twitter. He he's pretty much made a meme of himself the off season by. Uh, you know, in some some promo uh, photo session, uh, he just kept saying Broncos fans, let's ride. And, and so people around the league are mocking Russell Wilson. I, I had to tell Sarah that he's not, it's not well, that well liked around the league. I think a lot of people see him as kind of a phony. Um, is he a phony? I think so. Yeah. You think he is a phony? I, I think so. Do yeah. you don't think that he is top five quarterback in the NFL? Uh, now I would say like, I'd have him like seven or eight top 10 wow. for sure. Five. I mean, I can think of, I mean, what I'd take, I'd take. He's had own. a pretty, he's had a pretty successful career though. Like you, it's for just sure. like, it, it's, it's maybe he's not as flashy as some of the other players, you know, like maybe that's kind of the thing. Like he's, he doesn't have, he, he does make plays that are, are kind of flashy at times, but like, how, how many years is it like seven years? Is that eight years in the league? How long has he been in the league now? Well, he came in at 2012, same as luck. Oh, yeah. So, so that's that'd be, yeah. okay. So that's yeah. a little longer than I thought. So, I mean, yeah, I guess as a NFL quarterback, he's kind of an elder statesman at this point, but uh, no, he's, I, don't, really good. I think that, I think that benefits him. I mean, I loved it when they, they started spreading those bad rumors over the summer that somehow Chicago was, uh, yeah. was going to end up with them. I was like, let's, yeah, let's it was, ride. <laughs> it was before we drafted fields. I was, I was totally like, let's just trade, trade more first rounders. We did it for Cutler. Let's do it for Russell Wilson. Who's more proven. No, I think he's really good. I, I, I just, um, man, that's a tough division. The AFC West is loaded. It I is the Chiefs and Chargers and the Raiders are a playoff team last year. Uh, that's that, that'll be an interesting division. Um, so yeah, I I I think 
you, I couldn't argue with any of the top three or four teams on the board there, but I, I just think from the value standpoint, I like the Chargers. I like the, um, I like the Eagles and, and maybe even the Colts as well. I think below that you get kind of silly. Um, it's weird seeing the Pats at 40 to one that low, but they've had a pretty awful preseason. Um, from what uh, I haven't seen much of it, but uh, sounds like they haven't looked good. The coaching staffs in um, kind of disarray as well. Um, Josh Allen's a favorite for MVP as well. Um, I'm bringing that up here. Uh, he is um, ahead of guys like Mahomes, um, Brady. There we are, right there. Um, Herbert, uh, Rogers. It, I mean. It does feel like NFL MVP is this progression where guys, you know, finish second, third, or fourth a couple times. And then, you know, as long as this team is like the one seed, two seed, it feels like it's it's sort of his for the taking. So I, I think if the Bills have a good season, they're the one seed. I, I feel like this is Josh Allen's year to win the MVP. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But it, it, it also it also could be Tom Brady's, you know, just to <laughs> – one more, you know, like I so don't know, like what's what's going on with Brady? Because so you know he took a couple weeks away, right? And then he comes back. He has a weird press conference where he said, "Like I'm 45. I had a lot of shit going on." And right. A lot of people were commenting on his face and his hair. I mean, it, it's it's obviously no secret he's had a decent amount of plastic surgery, right? Oh, I I wouldn't. I I don't know. Honestly, like I don't, I don't look at his face. Like he doesn't seem like he's aged at all. Right. Like, but I'm sure he has, you know, like you don't look at your kids for a couple of days and you're like, holy shit. Like you grew up. So it, I, I don't know. Like I, I, you see his face so much that maybe I've seen it so much that I don't even pay attention. But like, as far as having the work done, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, so, well, okay. You, I mean, you know, he wanted my, to play a catch with his kids and stuff. My, you know? my, my wife is on this, as you know, she, she's like, Oh, for sure. He's had plastic surgery for sure. Uh, but it, the press conference was weird. And I, I just like this, this thing. I mean, I know one loves Brady more than me, but this thing cannot last that much longer. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I don't think it's probably discussed enough that the dude's 45. Right. And this is his what? 23rd season. And he's still like, ranked third in the preseason odds for MVP. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I just happened to see something today about Brady, and they mentioned 45, and obviously that's that's, that's me. And it's like, this guy is still, there isn't any part of me that would ever want to be on the field with these guys. Um, these are, this is a violent, violent game, and the, they don't care if they hurt you. You know, it's, Maybe they do a little bit for Tom Brady just because of respect or, or something, but like it's it's a kind of a scary situation because I feel like this is either going to be this is Brady's last year one way or another. Like it's either going to be because of some 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 injury early, and hopefully it's just an injury and it's not like something that's going to affect the rest of his life, kind of Joe Theismann type stuff. But like. <laughs> Or he's going to win the Super Bowl again. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't, but it is, it is unbelievable, you know, because I was looking at Aaron Rodgers day. They said he's 38. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, shit, he's 38. That's, that's pretty old to be out there. And, and 
his name's on that list too. Yeah, you got some of these young guys. But it's kind of cool, like the NFL, like it's it's kind of cool that a quarterback can can hang around that long. There's no other I mean, Davis and I were talking the other night about running backs, and it's like oh yeah, you draft a guy and you might have like it used to be like Walter Payton and Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas, and they played their whole career, 15, 16 years with the same team. Now it's like, you got like four or five good years out of these guys, if you're lucky, and you move on to somebody else because they get the shit beat out of them. Well, yeah, look at uh, the Bears this year with David Montgomery. Last year of his rookie deal, so his fourth year. I I don't think they're going to re-sign him. um, I don't think they should. because They they don't want to pay him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't blame them. And, and really, if a, court, a running back makes it to their second contract, I mean, they're doing pretty well. They're obvious, they've obviously had a great first four years. But I don't even know if they're worth paying at that point because they get so many right. miles on them. But uh, MVP, you know, kind of beyond uh, that top group, um, Kyler, Lamar, around 20 to 1. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, Jalen Hurts. I was I was kind of looking at that earlier, thirty to one. Uh, I'm, that's that's my Eagles narrative. If 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 they're as good as I think they can be, um, I think that's interesting. I can, I don't get the Trey Lance number at thirty to one. That's kind of insane to me because he's barely played football. Um, anybody else you like to have a big year? Yeah, I mean, you were kind of talking about some individual players. Any of these quarterbacks or. You know, Jonathan Taylor, he's he's the highest ranked uh, non-running back, to, but he's at 60 to 1. It's just impossible for a non-quarterback yeah. to win MVP. Which is which is horseshit, but that's that's where the game is, you know, like it's there's so much on the quarterback, good or bad, that that, that you know, I guess they get the, the chance to be the MVP when a lot of these players that probably deserve it. Will never even get looked at. Um, a, a guy that I think, if if things go the way that they could go in their division, uh, Lamar Jackson is a guy that I think could be, you know, as a dark horse. But I think in in order for a team to, for a guy to win that without going to the Super Bowl, I mean, it's got to be, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the, the conference championship. Uh, at worst, uh, to even be con- some of those guys would just have to have ridiculously good seasons. I mean, maybe Russell Wilson. Depends on how much you believe in what's what's going on out in Denver. Like, and if they can, they can put themselves in a position because they could get deep in the playoffs, and, and he has a really good year. Then somebody, it's almost like if the fans don't like him, the league really likes him. So it's like. They get a little bit more attention. You see a lot of Russell Wilson stuff. So, um, that's right. But I, I still, I'm, I'm sticking with Aaron Rodgers still. I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know about this Josh Allen shit. I mean, Rodgers is still unbelievable. Um, there's no doubt about it. The word, the word is that they're going to be more run focused this year with uh, uh, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, especially if they're losing Adams, but. That, that team usually comes down to Rodgers just making They've plays. They've got a couple receivers that uh, that they still they didn't get rid of that I, I believe are going to have pretty decent years. Um, they've got some, they've still got receivers there, and he can still throw the ball. Right. And I what, think, one you just traded for in our fantasy league. 
Oh yeah, that is Lazard. Lazard, yeah. Lazard, I think Lazard could have a pretty big year. I think uh, he's he's a pretty talented guy, and, and and his name was called a lot last year. So I can imagine he should be like the number one, you know, target for for Rogers. So, um, yeah, I, I I think the Packers, even with kind of what they've done in the off season, I still think that they're going to be a, a pretty strong contender in the NFC. A uh, couple minutes on the Bears. Um, That's all it really deserves. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know about you, but I, I expect this to be one of the, maybe one of the worst seasons by record I, I can remember them having. Um, 17 games. I, I'm thinking like four and 13. I've seen their schedule. I've seen their talent. I don't care as long as Fields has some sort of uh, progression forward where we know by the end of the season, like he's the real deal. He's the guy. I mean, is it possible to do that on a very bad team? I think it's possible. Um, it's hard to do with, with like Darnell Mooney and a bunch of cast offs at receiver and a shaky offensive line, but shaky at best. That's shaky at best. is, and we know from being bears fans for the last forever that if you have a good offensive line and you have a solid defense, the position players don't even really matter that much. Made it to a Super Bowl, um, made it to uh, a conference championship game with pretty lackluster talent generally. So um, I don't think the defense is going to be as strong as it needs to be, uh, not yet at least. The offense I just don't want Fields to get killed because even if the kid can't be a quarterback in Chicago, it'd be nice to see. I, I feel like he is an NFL quarterback. He's got all the pieces, and it, it's like I don't want him to to end his career by getting just decimated every game. And I feel bad for him sometimes. I feel I've always felt bad for the Bears quarterbacks because they don't seem to focus on their line at all. And uh, even though they tried to last year, you know, and it's like I just don't. You can't trust the line. So if you can't run the ball and you can't protect your quarterback, it's just going to be so many three and outs this year. And it's just not going to be fun to watch. And uh, not really looking forward to it. I'll, I'll do it, but I'm not looking forward to it. I, the, the, the reasons for optimism for me are um, Fields. Uh, Luke Getze, new offensive coordinator, came from Green Bay. So he's bringing that system. Uh, you know, the last preseason game, against the Browns, uh, everything looked really good. I know it doesn't matter uh, because it's preseason and, and it's against the Browns who may be worse than the Bears, but I, I think I think they're going to be frisky in some games because of fields and um, the scheme, but it is going to come down to just giving fields enough time to, to make these plays work on defense. I think they're going to be pretty terrible. They lost to Keem Hicks, uh, uh, you know, the well-documented hold out with uh um sorry you know who i'm thinking of our guy um how come i can't think of his name broke one um you know he's back he's playing yeah. but he doesn't seem happy I, I you know i like some of the pieces in the secondary i like jalen johnson i like the the safety that they drafted brisker but man there's there is a lot of there's just a lot of 
there's a lack of depth of talent as well uh, on both sides of the ball. So it's just, but, and then the other reason I'm optimistic is that next year, 2023, they have the most cap space uh, projected of any team in the league. Um, so it's just going to be figuring out which talent they want to, want to, you know, keep going forward. But, you know, they can make a dent in free agency next year. Close, close the talent gap uh, is my hope. Get a top five top seven pick depending on how bad they're going to be uh and go from there that's that's my hope well <laughs> just 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 some kind of some a silence if you don't, don't have hope have, if you don't have don't hope as have a fan kind of, what's the point if you don't have hope as a fan what's the point i don't know i've kind of been wondering that like uh i think like being a bears fan this long is like starting to ruin football for me like, it's just like, I'm almost not interested in watching games. I know in the middle of winter, and I was going to tell you, there's six, I think tickets for the, the second Minnesota game, which is at home, like $38 or something. So I might want to think about that. That's how cheap you can see this team play, which is kind of yeah. nice. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I, I think it's just worn me down and, and you're, you get your hopes up all the time with the talent that they bring in and you think it's going to make a difference, but they're not putting the right pieces together and you just don't see any progression you know like we thought that we would be in this year of justin fields and have you know pieces already there to where we're trending upwards it's like we haven't even hit rock bottom yet and by that time what else are you going to lose and it's like it's it's almost like when you're a bad team you can't ever get better you know, like the Lions, you know, like, I mean, you just look at the bottom feeders of most of the, the Jets, the Giants, you know, it's it's the same goddamn teams every year. And it's like, once you're down there, for one, nobody wants to play for you. And and I think it's also, it's also got something to do with the general management of the team, maybe the ownership, like, there's something not right there. You know, there's something going on in the organization that's holding this, this team back because they have had teams with like a, a decent amount of talent or a, a, enough talent that another franchise would, would turn them into winners. And the bears don't seem to do that. The bears take good players and make them bad. That's, and then they just release them to the NFL and hopefully, you know, they, they kind of can bounce back somewhere else and, uh, and have a decent career. But I guess yeah. one of our guys, Mitch is getting his opportunities. So yeah. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Talk about the Steelers in a second. Um, yeah, and just last piece. I, I mean, you're totally right. I, I think it is the just the the culture and the organization needs flipped. I I, I know uh, the president Ted Phillips. He's he is retiring, which is great. You know they did they did get rid of Ryan Pace and they got the, the other GM in there. And I, I I don't mind what he's done. It's just it, I feel like he's digging out from the bottom uh, this season. And it's not whatever he does, it's not going to be on him. Um, but again, it, the, 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 the Bengals can do it, man. If the Bengals can flip like they did. I mean, they were epically bad from since like 1990 before the last couple of years. Um, That's true. I mean, and now they got, you know, it could be a generational quarterback and some other awesome pieces, but you know, there's that's that's why I have some hope. If the Cincinnati Bengals can dig out of a hole and go to a Super Bowl, then why can't the Bears in a few years? Um, what else? Anything else 
around the league before we get into a few of these week's games? Um, I don't think anything. I haven't heard anything interesting enough to talk about. So, yeah. I mean, um, I'm curious though. Before we start the games, like, what do you have, like, conference championship wise? Like, what teams do you have, uh, like, final four? Hmm. I, While you're thinking about it, I'll tell you who I have. How yeah, about go that? Go ahead. I, I've got a Bills Broncos showdown in the AFC. You love Not Denver. The, I I just I just feels feels like something. You know, it feels like that team that kind of comes and it's that's me. Uh for you it could be the Colts or you know, somebody else. But um yeah, all right. I like I like that matchup. And then on the other side, I'm going Packers Bucks. And I think those are my four top teams that I think could win the Super Bowl. And you throw in um, pro- probably the Chiefs. You have to talk about the Chiefs and the, and possibly the Ravens. Um, on the other side, I'm I don't I'm not a big believer in the Cowboys. I don't know why. I'm just not really there. Uh, so I would be on board with uh, with the Eagles more than. So really, it's just it's kind of like three. Maybe you could throw the 49ers into the conversation, but uh, but really, I think the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's where I was going was uh, the Niners. I didn't talk much about them, but um, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan, I think, is the best offensive coach in football. I think I think they had, I mean, they had the Rams beat in the NFC Championship game. I feel like they gave that away. Um, you know. Well documented, Kyle Shanahan's had some really bad losses that that game. Going back to the 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 Falcon Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator when they gave up the twenty eight to three lead against Brady. Um, but with that said, I, I just I trust him. I, I the Trey Lance thing could go a lot of ways. Um, he was the offensive coordinator with when RG three came in the league, and they just kind of took the league by storm. And he figured it out with him for a couple of years. I, I just trust him and his ability, and I think that team's got a ton of talent. So I like the Niners, and uh, I'll probably go back with the Bucks. I know I talked up the Eagles, but I still think playoff football is different a little bit than regular season football. I wouldn't trust Jalen Hurts in a playoff game against, say, a Brady or a Rodgers at this point. I just I think his efficiencies will show up there. And the AFC, I would probably go Chargers and uh, – Probably, probably Buffalo. That would be my four. Um, I, I I could see your argument for Denver. Um, I think KC. I don't think they're going to win that division this year. I, I think their uh, schedule is the toughest in the league statistically. I saw um, losing Tyree kills a big loss. I'm not too concerned about it for them to at least get in the playoffs. But I I, I like the Chargers' talent, and I, I it does it does seem to be lining up for the bills on paper at least. So that'd be my four. But it's safe to say that if uh, Tom Brady stays healthy, he's going to a super bowl. I, I think they are loading there. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, yeah, the talent is just, it, it's, I it's agree. Rid- it's ridiculous, but I agree. I, th- I think if he stays healthy, um, yeah. And, and I, I, I still like, Green Bay is to me is still kind of a long shot. I mean, they're not because they're Green Bay, but like, and maybe it's because of the, the there isn't too many more to choose from in the NFC. But 
they're not like packed with talent. They've got a decent amount of talent, but they've got Aaron Rodgers. And I know you put your money on this quarterback situation, but it, in Tampa Bay, you don't have to because they're they're kind of stocked around him. So, and like the the Niners are just interesting. They're just an interesting team that if they do catch fire and people can't figure them out, it could be yeah. it could be a big year for them. And, and the reason I like them in the playoffs is they can really they can usually run the ball. Uh, running the ball in the playoffs becomes kind of a bigger deal. Um, I think Debo is a game changer. He can kind of do it all. Um, Bosa as a pass rusher, get, getting to the quarterback, they showed they could do that against Green Bay in the playoffs last year. I, I just I just like like that team, and that happens to be who the Bears are playing week one. Um, get to see it right away, right away. Um, Let's get to the let's get to the five games. We're gonna kind of preview, go through the lines, make a pick, and uh, I, I think it's a really good slate. Um, it's kind of interesting. I saw this earlier, um, kind of looking at these games, looking at week one trends. Um, there are ten home underdogs this week. Uh, that's the most games in an opening week since the NFL moved to this, the, the sixteen game schedule um, over thirty years ago. I. I love home underdogs, period, from a betting standpoint. I really love uh, home underdogs that are divisional games, um, which are a couple that we're going to talk about. Um, So anytime there's a home team in a division game that's getting points, I'll probably just usually take them. It's kind of an autoplay for me. Um, uh, The Rams and Bills. I mean, this this is kind of like everything you could want for an opening night game. You got the defending champs, you got the uh, you got the favorites for this year going head to head. Rams hosting, they're an underdog by two and a half points. Um, it's kind of weird to see that with the champion um, home teams and 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 the opener. Um, are 12 and six uh, and three against the spread since 2000. Um, usually the reigning Super Bowl champions win this game. Um, they're 10 and five uh, going back the last 15 games outright. So Bills, the favorite on the season going to the Rams, uh, Super Bowl champs favored by two and a half. What do you like here? I think the the Bills go in and, and send a message of uh, – how how much better of a team they are than the Rams? I'm honestly, I'm still not sold on on uh, Stafford. And you want a Super Bowl? I knew, like, I knew you were going to say. That. I just am not sold on that guy. I just he's got a lot of talent around him, but like I'm just not sold on him. And I think I think the Bills win this game potentially by a couple touchdowns. Tim says take the alternate line by like ten. Um, <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, this one's tough. This one's really tough. I I, I kind of wanted to go with you um, and and take the Bills, but uh, something just keeps telling me the Rams are gonna at least make this close. If it got to if they got to Rams plus three, this would be automatic for me. But um, I, I I yeah, I think the Bills are probably the best team this season. But this is a I think this is just a tough spot. Uh, to come in and, and win this game. Um, you know, they added Von Miller uh, to that defense. Um, I love Allen and Diggs, but, and you could say the Rams, they lost kind of a, kind of a lot. Uh, you know, Woods and Odell Beckham are gone. Uh, they brought in Allen Robinson. Um, 
but I just like the continuity of the team, I guess. Um, I, I don't hate Stafford like you do. Um, give me the Rams uh, plus two and a half in that game. Helen um, Robinson get a touchdown? I don't think he's that good anymore. Is that a is that was a take? He, was he was he ever? <laughs> he was just good for a Bears receiver. That's that's the best thing about him. Is like we thought he was the best thing since Willie Galt, but like he wasn't that good. And I guess we'll find out. I think he'll score a touchdown this game, though. I mean, was he better than like Brandon Marshall or Alshon Jeffrey? Um, probably not. No. Yeah. Brandon Marshall was was pretty solid. Jeffrey really caught heat there for a couple of years, but Brandon Marshall was a legit receiver. But anyway, in this game, I, yeah, you know, I, I can see that the Rams defense could come out and, and send a message to the bills offense. Cause it's kind of, kind of an interesting matchup there, but I, I, I like the bills and I think this will be kind of telling uh, for what I feel is going to happen in the year. Cause if, if the bills come out and lose this game, I'll have a like second thoughts on like Super Bowl type stuff because I think it's a game they should win regardless of what's going on in the stadium and raising banners and all that stuff. So, yeah, great way to kick off the season, though. Awesome game. Um, next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this game is going off at the See, the Bengals are favored by six and a half. We have uh, Captain Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> captain of the Steelers. I don't get that, but he is uh, the starter now. Um, I, it's weird seeing a Mike Tomlin team get that many points in a week one game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I know what the Bengals are, what they, you know, and, and they pretty much return everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, and they're so they're so good offensively. I mean, they're such a scary good team. They've got so many weapons. Fun team to watch, you know. I, I and the defense is David, good too. It's it's Davis's second favorite team, and how oh. he ref, how he refers to them, and he knows a lot about them, and he always wants to tell me everything going on with them. But he's right. I mean, they are pretty explosive. Um, yeah, it, it's. It should be a fun year if, if they stay healthy to see what kind of offensive numbers they can put up. The Steelers have a ton of good skill players. They have Najee Harris. They have, um, you know, a lot of good receivers. Uh, Deontay, um, uh, Deontay Johnson. Um, but the, their offensive line may be, it may be the weakest line in the league, maybe only rivaled by the Bears. Uh, so protecting Mitch is going to be kind of an issue. Now, I, I do think he has the athleticism to still make plays. We saw that. We 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 know that's probably when he's at his best is when he's playing, I guess, for lack of a better term, street ball. Um, <laughs> um, hey, talk, I, speaking of street ball, have you watched the And One documentary? Is, that's on Netflix, right? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. That, that's some good shit. Let's but yes, Mitch does play better uh, playing street ball. Uh, he had to. And then that's the thing. He's got to be like, God damn, man, I came over here and they've got, they brought the same line from Chicago because that kid, I mean, he took a real bounding in, in Chicago too. So yeah. um, 
Yeah, and if the, I, I just believe if, if the line is, is that weak, it, you're going to have a little issue running the ball. That's going to be your, your, your main hope. And if, if you can't protect Mitch, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw bad balls. I don't, I just think this game's pretty lopsided too. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the Steelers too much this year. Like, I just think this is, we know what Mitch was. Maybe that's the thing. Like we got to see everything. And some of these casual fans are just seeing kind of like the highlight reel of what he could do. We saw a lot of bad shit out of that guy too. And, And a lot of it was due to the pressure he was under and the beating he was taking in each game. So I just don't, I just don't believe I don't believe that game's going to be that close either. Just, just predicting double-digit games. Just <laughs> what is the line in that game? Six and a half. Six and a half, and what's the over/under? That's forty-four and a half. See, Cincinnati might score forty-five <laughs> alone. Steelers, Steelers have a good. They have a good defense, though. I, that's that's my argument why it could be it, they, they could backdoor a six and a half. You know, it's thirteen. 10 points late in the game, they get a late score or something like that. I'm probably with you, though. I'll I'll take the Bengals as well. I think I'm pretty comfortable laying the points of that offense. I think Jamar Chase is going to be – I I mean, I I think he's kind of a dark horse for offensive player of the year. Um, If he stays healthy, I think he could have a Cooper Cup-like year. I just think he's going to be unbelievable. Um, And the duo Burrow and Chase should be awesome. So I'm with you on that one. I'll lay the six and a half. I'll, I'll fade Mitch Trubisky. Shocker. Um, next game, man, there's a lot of good ones. This, this is, this is one of the interesting ones. I think I'll know, I know we're going to go with it. Uh, Packers at the Vikings. Um, the Packers are favored by one and a half points. Um, we talked about what the Packers lost and Adams and what their offense may look like this year. The Vikings are pretty much, they're pretty much your typical Vikings team the last few years. You got all those guys on offense, all the talent seems to be there. You know, it's the Kirk Cousins question is always going to be there, but Cook, Jefferson, Thielen are about as a good a three guys. You is it really want. a question anymore? I mean, Kirk Cousins is just—he is like the most vanilla quarterback in the NFL. Did, like, did I say it was a question? Did I? You said, yeah, you did. I think <laughs> you said Kirk Cousins is the only question. And it's okay. Like, it's not really a question, <laughs> okay. You know? well, yeah, you're right. We know. We know the answer. We know the yeah, answer. Yeah, I mean. He, he's, he's like a bag of flour, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I am just not interested in their defense better be good. I guess for them to have a decent year, they do have some weapons, but it's Kirk Cousins. I just don't believe in the guy. He's so overpaid. Um, and it's like this, you're right. The same damn team, uh, kind of a mediocre offense half the time. And then in the other half, they look pretty good and their defense is just, generally solid and it kind of keeps them in games and helps them win games. It's, but, but it's also like they, they Minnesota's deep is going to be great this year. And then it's like, they're okay. Well, they did get the, everything's the same, except uh, they did get rid of Mike Zimmer. Uh, who I, uh, you hated him, right? Hated his face. <laughs> I yeah, his face is part of him. So yeah, I didn't like him too much either. But he is gone, so that's I want to look at his face at least. All right. So w- with all that said, I'm taking the Vikings. <laughs> I'm taking, taking the Vikings. The Vikings. <laughs> I'm taking. I'm just again. It's I. I will do this pretty much, no matter who the teams are. I mean, within reason. 
Uh, I just think the Vikings are going to win this game outright. I think I don't want to say this is like a must win, but it's kind of a must win for them already because you hate you got to win your division home games, especially against probably the other team that's considered. Well, the Packers are considered the favorite, but the Vikings are not that far behind. I, I just think the Vikings have to win this game at home and uh, get off to a, a good start and not not feel like they're behind losing at home. So, give me the Vikings outright uh, to beat the Packers. You know, I, I'm I'm going to go that direction too because I think the Packers are going to start off like zero and two or something like that, then win like fourteen in a row. So, um, I think the Vikings will win this game. And it'll look good. It'll look good for a week for Minnesota, but it won't last. I mean, they'll finish their their standard, you know, nine, nine and eight or eight and nine or you know, ten and seven. It's it, maybe ten and seven and sneak into the playoffs because they're always in that bottom part when they're like in the playoff chase. And it's just who they've. It's kind of like the Bears. It's just who they've been the last four or five years. Really they've had teams capable. They've had yeah. talent capable, but they just don't do it. The Chiefs are going to the Cardinals. Uh, this is one of the late games as well. Uh, Chiefs are favored by six. Um, Over-under is at 53. I think that might be the highest number on the board this week as far as totals. Uh, Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. They got a lot more help on the offensive line. I, I, I'm pretty much – it's – I mean, pretty resounding. A lot of a lot of prognosticators think they have the best offensive line in the league. So at least they're protecting Mahomes. Uh, the Cardinals still got Cliff Kingsbury coaching. Kyler had a weird off season. Um, what do, what's your thoughts on this game? Well, the the line's a little surprising because that just makes you want to take the cards. You know, like uh, would give it. You know, getting six points. Um, I, I believe the Chiefs will win the game, but I, I really like I really like the line in the cards favor. I I think it's kind of like Kyler Murray needs to to like win games, stay healthy, kind of needs to like prove that they can finish games and close teams out. I think it's time to do that, or or you know mm-hmm. maybe he's just not as good as we. Th- I was really big on him last year, you know. Like I still think he's a great potential but he hasn't really done anything last year is kind of disappointing um now they have uh, they have somebody don't they have somebody on uh, hopkins is suspended that's hopkins, kind of an issue hopkins is suspended the first six weeks yeah so that's that's a little bit of an issue with uh with that team but i, I still think they can cover uh this game uh even with everything and, and i don't think that the chiefs are going to be quite the same team you know like i i just think I guess every like premier franchise that had team, they had their ebbs and flows, they had their ups and downs. And I just think this is going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit of a down year for the, uh, as far as what the chiefs have been the last few years, uh, the cards, I don't, I kind of see them in the same boat. They, they're, they've got the potential, but I just don't, they're kind of like the Vikings. They're just going to shoot themselves in the foot too many times. And I think the chiefs are going to do that more than they usually do. Um, so I, I, I'll take the chiefs and the, uh, the money line, but I'll take the cards with the sticks. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think the chiefs are going to win the super bowl this year. I, I don't really see them in, I, I mean, I think they're a playoff team. I just think they're going to 
it's I think it's going to be a bit of a transition year. I mean, Tyreek Hill was such a notable part of that that offense and such a weapon. And I think it's going to take them a few weeks to figure out who they are. Um, and, and who knows, it might involve running the ball a little bit more. Um, I, I think both these defenses have some questions, so I could see I could see the uh, you know the fifty three could see the over. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I think I think you just you you take your chances with Arizona getting six at home. That Arizona offense is still in good shape, even without Hopkins with uh, Murray. Um, you know they got uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. He'll he'll be at least their top receiver in the first six weeks. Zach Ertz is there. So I think they can score enough to, to keep this within six if they don't, um, even if they don't win the game. Uh, final game, Bucks at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this one is at... Uh, where are we at? Bucks minus two and a half, uh, over under at 51. Uh, talked about how good the Bucks are, talked about all their talent. Uh, the Brady thing remains to be seen if he's fallen off at all. The Cowboys, on the other hand, it feels like they lost a lot. They lost Amari Cooper in the offseason. Um, Michael Gallup is still hurt. So they kind of left with just CeeDee Lamb. Um, their top, off, top offensive lineman also got hurt, uh, Tyron Smith. So he's out. Um, Zeke Elliott seems to be kind of old and past his prime, but they're still starting them. They're, they're not starting their best guy. who's was Tony Pollard. Um, uh, so I I'm, I'm all over the bucks here. I, I think, I think the top, the Cowboys are the team that's going to take a step back this year. So I love the bucks here. Minus two and a half. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I, I think, you know, when, when you're picking against uh, a home underdog or you're picking that game, you know, a few of them are going to go in the direction of the, the road team. And then I don't know if it's going to be 50, 50. I don't know. Did you spit some numbers earlier? Like it was. Yeah. Uh, and, it was, and it's, it's, it's not even just, it's usually 60% of week one uh, road or I'm sorry, home underdogs just will cover the spread and, and there's a decent percentage that's going to win the game out. Right. Yeah. I think, this isn't one of them. Um, I think some of those other games have a lot more potential for that. Uh, this one just this doesn't feel like, and maybe I'm wrong with the Cowboys. Um, the, the only thing that I'm kind of questioning a little bit is, uh, is the, the head coaching situation at, at Tampa Bay, like how that's going to go. Um, um, yeah. Like how's he going to do as a head coach? And, and they, they have a little bit of, of, of some offensive line issues. But like they're pretty stocked, um, and like you said, with the Cowboys, they just don't—they don't seem to have a lot of talent offensively. And where they do, they're not involving them in the lineup enough. So, um, kind of like the same old Cowboys the last few years too. You know, just Prescott, his career is going to be over. <laughs> He's going to wish he would have just went somewhere else because it's just what that team seems to be doing, and it. It's it's kind of weird to just the end of that's the way the NFL seems to work right now. And I guess it's kind of like that with with the NBA, too. I mean, some of the professional sports are kind of the same way. But um, what they should do is they should split it up into two and then have two different golf or sorry, NFL leagues. piss a bunch of people off. <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone made that comparison on Twitter. I thought that was pretty good about, you know, would, would you want multiple NFLs? Because that's what the, uh, that's what that's what we're looking at with the PGA Tour and Live. It's you're you're having two leagues and whatever whatever you whatever way you feel about it, it's it's dividing the talent and, and that kind of sucks. Well, it's dividing the talent. I guess if the two leagues would get along and they weren't assholes to each other and they just continued to play the game that they loved, and in this case it'd be football, and then there was some kind of an actual playoff between leagues the live and the PGA could be. And I kind of see it happening down the road. Uh, I guess if the, if, if live sticks, sticks around, but I, I believe it's going to gain steam. And I think people are going to start to get on board with it a little bit. Um, I'm a pretty traditional golf guy, but I also like progression of the game and, and some of the stuff and maybe, you know, like just like the pants thing, you know, something as simple as that. It's like, um, maybe there does need to be some changes made to the NFL, like just weird shit. Like, uh, you got to kick off from the 20, but if you kick it through the uprights, it's a point, you know, like <laughs> just weird, like we had in our flag football league, three point conversions, you know, like th- maybe there does need to be some juice. This stuff starts to get watered down. I, the rules in the NFL are jacked because there's so much effort to protect a wide receiver and to protect the quarterback. And that's where a guy like Aaron Rodgers can play to 38 and uh, Tom Brady till 45 because they're looking out for these guys and they're almost untouchable. But like a running back, you know, there's so many things and so much contact a running back takes that they're not really looking, the rules aren't really looking out for those guys. And I mean, I know that they have, they've went in that direction with like helmet to helmet and things like that, but I wouldn't want to be a running back in the NFL and probably not a wide receiver. Like those are like careers that just don't last that long. And if they end, they seem to end pretty violently. And it's just, um, and those are the positions growing up. If you're not quarterback, you want to be one of those other two. Nobody's like, man, I hope I'm a left guard. Yeah. I mean, I feel like kids just want to play, you know, uh, you know, my son's playing and he wants to play quarterback or receiver and, that's pretty much every that's the positions all the kids want to play receiver uh of course at this age they can't nobody can actually throw on the ball so the receivers aren't they're not they're not they're not downfield like tyreek hill um like they think they're gonna be but no it's a good point though um it's uh but the but the difference is the nfl isn't necessarily in a position of i don't want to say trouble like golf or the pga tour where they needed to maybe change some things is the nfl's king i mean the the ratings they can never do anything wrong it seems like i mean even when it's the off season free agency the draft it's still i mean it's still the most popular sport even when they're not playing football i agree i mean the nfl doesn't need to do anything like that and and the pga i i don't really think that it's that the PJ was in trouble and needed to make change. I just think it's, it's a generational thing. I I think we see it on the golf course when we go play, you know, it's, it's a little different than it was when we were kids. There's a lot more, what we refer to at Riverbend as the bros out there. You know, they're just the guys that have the untucked Hawaiian shirts and it's, yeah, it's just those guys and they're out there pounding beers and it's fine. It's people playing the game. They probably love the game for their own reasons, but it's not as traditional, you know, and it's, 
and I guess that's like golf. I don't believe it needs more bros, but there's a lot of them. There's a lot of those guys out there. And, and if you're, you're looking to, to bring in a bigger audience, you have to do some things and, uh, the noise and the, the, the it's, it's like the fun league and the PGA starting to seem like the stuffy side again. And I, I still like a traditional golf. I still like the PGA. It's just the talent there. Isn't that interesting to watch golf? anymore you know like there, there's so much see, talent on the live that i want to see see the I, best I, players in the world i i disagree with that a little bit that the pga has not done pga tour has not done a great job of getting the young talent up from like corn Ferry to the pga tour to get guys like i don't know jj henry past champion get him the fuck out he's holding on to the status they need to move those guys out and move guys that are playing well in the corn fairy tour um you know i know that the certain you know top 25 of the corn fairy tour make it and they get their cards and so forth but even beyond that there needs to be better pathways for young players coming out of college to get to the tour quicker because they're gonna lose into like the live tour if they don't make these pathways more accessible quicker um where live will just pay them 25 million dollars guaranteed and they'll be gone um so i just think pj tour's got to do better to get the talent more access more more access quicker um and get these guys that are that have the champions access or you know past champions cards whatever whatever you want to call it I, just kind of moving on to the to the champions tour once they hit 50 because i i there was um what's his name um Oh, I can't. I can't think of his name. But it was a 61 year old guy that that played the tour in the 90s, won a tournament. He's still playing a couple tournaments a year because he's got status. I mean, um, I think that kind of shit's crazy, and that's I feel like right. that's where they've shot themselves in the foot. But the changes that the tour made just recently, I do think, will be better um, because I, 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 I mean, it's well documented. I, I don't believe in the live product because there's just nothing. There's no stakes. There's just no stakes, and that's what I told you yesterday. There's just that's that's the difference still. And I know you have to start somewhere to build history, and maybe that's where live is. But I just feel like there's still more at stake on the PGA Tour uh, because I don't watch to win the guy. Watch to have the guys see how much money they win. You know, I think that's part of it, but like. I watch to see if their life changes, what what their story is. Um, guys like Sahit the Gala when you were out there in Phoenix, like that's that's an awesome story. Like his story is fun. He's an easy guy to root for. I just I watched the live event on Sunday and it was just I don't know. I just didn't feel it. I mean, I gave it a chance. I mean, it was good entertainment, but I just I didn't really care. I I was okay with it because it's it's like. I know there's so much more history in some of these other events, but it's still uh, it's worth a golf and a golf tournament with the best players playing against each other. And it's, it's, it's cool. To, it's, it's like a major kind of talent. So uh, I don't know. I think it, I, I can have it either way. I guess I'm not really on either side. So like, I don't know where the money uh, comes from for the live tour. I don't give a shit. Because I also don't know where the money comes from for the PGA and they don't have, there's no shortage of cash there. And that's all like the way I see it. And then maybe it's because of like a union background, but like if the corporation's making that much money, 
then the players should be getting a, a big chunk of that because they're the ones bringing the fans in. So they're, they're just basically underpaid for years. And, and the PGA is just, it's just corporate America sucking up more money. And that that's the part that gets me because it's like, it's all entertainment for us. And if, if an NBA player is making whatever million a year, the highest in the league, well, that, that more than likely that franchise, that, that team is doing very well, or it's all just in the, the big pot of the NBA, which is doing very, very well. And, you know, the NBA, they don't have another route, so they're going to play there. Um, right. I think it's kind of good for Plus, I think it opens up, it may open up doors for some like mid-level players to either make a bang on one side or the other. Uh, and actually, because there's it's so saturated with talent sometimes that you're like, if, if all the best players are playing a golf tournament, it's like 10 guys truly have a chance to win this tournament. And, and yeah, you might have that guy that's like 30th or something on your list and he just comes out of nowhere, but it's not that likely. It's so it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but it also opens the door for, for some, some younger players to get in there and maybe win on the PGA or the live side. But this isn't a golf podcast. But I haven't been on no. for so long that I wanted to talk a no. little bit of golf. But uh, I, I think I think you made the point earlier, though. I, I think I think we're so early in this still. I mean, this was a, the Lives fourth event, and I mean, whether you like it or not, I don't. You have to acknowledge that they've done well already. I mean, to get these players, whether you think the product sucks, like I do, you have to acknowledge that they've done they've done well. To get these guys, I mean, whether they're just paying them a shit ton of money or not, I mean, that's you have to acknowledge that they're, they're a force. And uh, I think down the road, I don't know when these two sides will have to figure this out because uh, I just think it'll be for the good of the game. Um, I also think the product will get better. You know, something new, something early on, the product will get better. It's just a matter of a lot of input from fans, and I'm sure they're listening right now, like. Greg Norman somewhere like that guy doesn't like our product. I got to do something to change this. It's and the, the, you know, the commentators like David Faraday, it's, it's just, it's just gross to listen to. Like, you know, the golf out here is like nothing you've ever seen before. I mean, it's just, it's just so, it's just so phony. And I I mean, I hate to use that word again. It's just like Russell Wilson, but it just, it it, it doesn't come across as believable. And, uh, and maybe that's part of it too. I, I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I was going to ask you. Um, so it's it's September, and I didn't know if you know if you're aware of this, but uh, every September and October, special edition of cereal comes out from General Mills. It's the Frankenberry, Booberry, Count mm-hmm. Chocula line of cereals. My kids have not had it. I mean, this is. I, I mean, I definitely got to buy some to to get hold on, them. Hold on. I got it. So you're telling me that they don't sell that year round? No, they don't. Holy it's, shit! It's, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> I saw it in the store the other day, and I was like, "Oh man, it's 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 out." I, I got to get some. And uh, a cereal connoisseurs that we are, well, I still am. I don't know if you are, but my kids have never had it. And I said, "We we got to try all three. Um, uh, it, which one are which one are you going with? I I, I think Booberry's best. <laughs> Frankenberry. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to disparage any of the three. Um, well, I mean, 
Count chocolate, I was never really that big of a fan of. The best thing about that was the milk when you got done eating the cereal. That was the best part of it. Uh, but th- but that, that's always been well behind like Cocoa Pebbles. I mean, that was like the elite chocolate cereal. Right. <laughs> it was this pure cocoa. It's just, yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I was yeah. just at the store tonight. I wish I would have picked up uh, some yes, Frankenberry because that, that is classic. And I, you know, I'm sure Davis has probably never had it. Because I didn't know it was only released it's, a couple months a year. Yeah, it became a special edition like in 2010. Um, hmm. I don't know what I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be popular in my house here the next month. All right, uh, NFL Week One, we got through it. Uh, appreciate you coming on uh, for the first time in a few months and uh, talking it over. I'm sure I'll be back soon. To I'm sure talk something about i'll bring up live i'll just bring up live no matter what it's about no we still gotta do 10 cup we still gotta do 10 cup we got we kind of got that pushed aside in the middle of summer you know i i think we should do that because uh rewatched it a couple times a lot a little bit different perspective uh after not Mm -hmm. seeing it for many years so yeah let's uh yeah let's get on that yeah uh Hope hopefully it can be half as good as the days of thunder, uh, very much. Um, all right, week one NFL. We'll be back uh, later this week with uh, Zach and Callahan and uh, regular golf show next week. So uh, keep listening. Uh, check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, appreciate everyone's support, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>